Welcome back to the Sipping with Sin podcast, a podcast about stuff and things pertaining to gaming, content creation, horror, comics, music, pop culture, and more. Grab your favorite beverage and take a sip with us. Welcome back to Simple Sin Podcast about seven things and things and stuff that are important to everybody. It's facts. It's science. Number one podcast of such and things. Trust me, it is proven by scientists. People far more smarter than all of us. Far more smarter than all of us. Exactly. They're smarter than me because that didn't make any damn sense when I said that. But, you know, it does. It makes sense in the grand scheme of things. So, yes, just accept it into your heart of hearts. And that was a very refreshing beverage. A very refreshing G Fuel beverage at that. Um, Yeah. Welcome back. Another week, another episode. We got stuff to talk about. We alluded to it last week, and we are getting into it. We got Interview with a Vampire to discuss. We've got Mortal Kombat to discuss. We've got spooky stuff to discuss and other things. So it is a jam-packed episode, and we appreciate you being here. But without further ado, we welcome back our esteemed colleague, the one and only Mr. Christian. Oh, hello, everyone. It feels good to be back for another week. I can't wait to get into the things we have to talk about today. We have a lot to talk about today, uh, and so we're not going to dilly-dally. We're actually going to somewhat stay on topic, and I'm not going to deviate. I'm going to get to it. So let's start with what we've been watching, reading, listening to, or playing this past week. Christian, what have you got for us? All right, so this week was, or last week, I guess, was a light week. Um, I have read a little bit more of the book that I told you guys about called Little Heaven by Nick Cutter. Um, this is the book here for those who are watching it on YouTube. Um I'm slowly yet surely getting through this book. It is getting better. The story is opening up a little bit more. Not that scary, I got to say, at least right now, but it's very interesting. And I like the Lord they're building up in this book. So right now I'd like it. Not as good as the last book I read by him called The Troop, but I still enjoy this book. I just always have to say that because it's the truth. Uh, aside from that, it's watching things. Both of us watched something that we'll talk about here in a little bit, but I ended up uh, watching some kid-friendly stuff this week. I watched, finally, the remake of The Little Mermaid that's uh, currently streaming on Disney+. And uh, my honest thoughts are this. As far as remakes go for like the live-action remakes for Disney movies, this is definitely one of the better ones. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of all the live-action Disney remakes, but... Sometimes you watch one and it's not bad. Uh, the first one that I remember watching that I didn't hate was Beauty and the Beast. There were some new songs in it that I wasn't like the biggest fan of, but the movie itself was fine. Um, Beauty and Beast I was wanted decent. more. Wasn't yeah, bad. I wanted more from the Beast. I wanted some more like like grisly, like visceral scenes of him. Not like him murdering people, but just like there's one scene in the animated movie where the Beast like fights off the wolves and like growls at them and he does this like really dope roar that I was expecting to be in the live action remake that wasn't there so that disappointed me but as far as Little Mermaid goes like the girl that played um Haley Bailey or Hallie Bailey whatever her name is uh I honestly can't remember right now but she did a great job as Ariel I thought her voice was fantastic I'm not even gonna lie her voice is fantastic um I believe Javier Bardem played King Triton and he just sounded like Javier Bardem. He didn't sound like King Triton, but whatever. Melissa McCarthy did 
very well as Ursula. I can't lie. There's a lot of scenes. Pretty much every scene with Ursula is just her talking to herself about what she's going to do and her plans, just like an old school Disney villain would do. But she's talking to the audience, essentially, like the children watching, the adults watching. She's talking to us. Um, but her scenes were pretty cool. She looked cool as Ursula. She did her thing as Ursula. I, I didn't hate it, which I thought I was going to. Um, and the songs weren't terrible like I thought they would have been. Um, so I enjoyed it for the most part. I mean, obviously they added some things that I didn't really care for. The melodrama of the movie was just like, uh. And because I'm an adult now watching movies like this, it's so hard for me to side with the main characters because what Ariel wants to do and wants to be and all that stuff, I'm just like, shut up. Listen to your dad. Jesus Christ. Like, it's so annoying. But... It's because I'm an adult now and I have to do adult shit and I'm not a kid anymore and I can't just be like, they never listen to the children. Like I'm I'm, I'm an adult now thinking like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. I understand what you're saying. So that that part aside, like I, I did enjoy the movie. Do I plan on watching it again anytime soon? No, but it was a good one-time watch. I don't have anything bad to say about it aside from some of the scenes were a little iffy for me. I didn't really like the new songs they added because they needed the movie to be longer, but it wasn't bad. Um, and Aquafina playing uh what's the what's the bird's name? Um he's I can't think of the bird's scuttle. Scuttle. Her playing Scuttle like was exactly what I thought it was gonna be. Her it was just Aquafina being Aquafina. So if you for an example, if you guys have seen Shang-Chi, she's the same character essentially, just not the kind of love interest. So that's that's what's happening. But, uh, but yeah, I enjoyed the movie. It wasn't bad. The effects were cool. Some of the effects in that movie were much better than the effects of The Flash, which we talked about recently. So you know how bad those effects were. But, you know, that's the, that's the feeling I got. And then aside from that, for those Gundam fans out there, I, I don't know what sparked this in me. But literally today, I was thinking, you know what, Christian? You need to go back and just redo Gundam, like, from start to finish, but in your own time. So I definitely started watching Gundam Origins earlier this morning. Um, and that's probably one of the reasons why my day has been very weird. But Gundam Origins is streaming. It's like six episodes or like an hour each. Uh, the first episode is like an hour and a half, though. But they're, they're streaming on Crunchyroll. So for those of you who have Crunchyroll and want to get into Gundam and start with the very first thing, the first part of the story, it's newly animated. Uh, check out Gundam Origins. It's not too long. Um, like I said, six hours because the episodes are like 45, 48 minutes a piece. But the first episode is longer because it's the beginning. But I'm watching that right now. I'm enjoying it. And Char is a badass. So um, definitely doing that. And then other than that, guys, all the stuff that I've been watching, reading or playing is stuff that I think you've either been watching, reading or playing. So I don't want to take that from you. But I will, real quick, I will say this. This will be the last full week that I am playing Ghost of Tsushima, mainly because there is something else for me to start playing now, and uh, we'll get into that. But uh, Sin, what have you been reading, watching, or playing, my guy? So for me, um, I've played a little more Starfield, and I don't know. I'm, my I'm jealous. I I am so jealous, dude, because I really want to play that. I don't I don't know what my deal is with it. It is a it's a cool game. I am having a lot of trouble getting into it. Um, I don't know, like, I don't know if my brain is just not feeling it at the moment, because I know, literally, Mortal Kombat is here, and that's, like, mm -hmm. what I've been waiting on, um, but 
it's a lot starting off like the navigation and like the moving and all is a little weird so it's kind of overwhelming and it's definitely slow starting I know it's going to be an awesome game, just the way it's done is really cool, but I'm having trouble getting into it, and I kind of hit a part on stream this past week where one quest was kind of bugged out because I can't pick a lock to save my life because the lock picking is hard as hell. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that quest was bugged out, and I went to do another one. Couldn't figure out how to get there. It was weird. And then I went and did another one, and I didn't have a lock pick after doing all this stuff, and I was like, okay, I'm done with it. So I just stopped. I was like, I'm, I'm done for now. So I don't know. Let, I'll me, pick let, me, ask you, let me ask you something. Knowing what you know now about Starfield, and you and you could go back, would you have still chosen Starfield, or would you have chosen one? There's two. There's three games that I really want to play that aren't Mortal Kombat. One of them is Starfield. Yeah. One of them is Armor Core Six or Five, and then no Six. Sorry. And then the other one is um, Baldur's Gate Three. Which one of those would you want to play the most? Well, I've never played an Armor Core game, so I don't really. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I played like a okay. demo, so I don't know much. I know it's from software. From software is a great studio. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Possibly Baldur's Gate because I've never played a Baldur's Gate, and I hear great things about it. Like no one says anything negative about it at all. So possibly Baldur's gotten... Gate. I wasn't super excited for Starfield. I was like, it looks cool. We'll see. Bethesda, they do awesome. Like you know, and. I don't. I don't know. I think it's because Mortal Kombat's there, so my brain, like, I'm not fully invested, and I know it's like gonna be a big time investment in Starfield, so I'm kind of like half-assing it away. And not to mention, they don't really explain a lot of stuff in the beginning, so you're just kind of like figuring it out on your own. I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, how does this work? Kind of deal. And it's kind of overwhelming, especially when you're on stream and you're trying to learn. And I'm just like, ah. And so I don't know if it's necessarily a great stream game. I think it's a cool game, and I, by no means am I shitting on it. At all. I think it's really cool, and I think it's really fun doing space stuff. Because anything space like that, like Mass Effect and stuff, is dope. I enjoy that. Um, So, I don't know. I, I'll probably come back to it. I'm going to take a break from it. Obviously, Mortal Kombat's coming out, and that's going to... That's going to hoard and take up pretty much most of my stream time. Um, I, Eventually, I'm going to play Baldur's Gate. Because I know the missus has played the first two, I think. The old ones. And she wants to play this one. And you can co-op. On the couch and her something, so I'm gonna try that with for, her. Learn. Do what? Wait for which game? Baldur's Gate. What's the, oh, I didn't. I I completely forgot that it was uh, co-op. Completely forgot. Yeah. So like my understanding, I could be really wrong. And if so, let me know in the comments. But if she is the host, so say she starts her game and I make a character and I join and we're co-oping together. Essentially, my character stays in her party unless, I guess, she kicks me out or something. But it stays in her party yes. and levels up when I'm not even there playing. But I can't play oh, nice. my character unless she's playing. So I would have to make another character to play solo myself. So for me, as someone that's never played it, that will probably be the best bet just to make a character. And since she's kind of more familiar with it, just play along with her and do that stuff. Um, well, we'll play it eventually. Um, Armor Core I've heard good things about too, so I don't know. I don't know on that one. My, my okay. brain's been solely focused. We had Diablo, which took up my time, and then I've been kind of bouncing around since then, playing different stuff. But Mortal Kombat's what I've been, like, tunnel vision waiting on. Um, So I played that. I did play another game, and I wanted to talk to you about this because we've talked about it before, 
And I never brought myself to buy it because I was like, I don't know. I don't know. The games have been fun before. But it's free on PlayStation right now. I think you have to have like uh, PlayStation Plus or something probably. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. But it's one of their monthly games. And that game is Saints Row. And it's a game, ah. I know it got some not great reviews and stuff. Um, but me and TJ, shout out to TJ for listening, decided to play it. I convinced him we should try it. So we both downloaded it and played. You can have one person jump in, jump in and out co-op. So we jumped mm-hmm. in pretty early. Christian, let me tell you, I laughed my ass off just creating my character so much. My dude straight up looks like Frankenstein with a pompadour haircut and like oh, wow. mutton chops and just... He's got the biggest set of cojones you've ever seen. Like, you can adjust that. So, dudes, when he moves, his oh, pants wow. are, like, all awkward looking. Dude, it's – I laughed so hard on that game. I laughed so hard. And then us playing it, we had, like, time just flew by. We were just laughing and having fun, just doing stupid stuff, doing some missions, then doing stupid stuff. There was a few bugs he ran into um, with him. I think he was playing on PS4. But other than that – Dude, it was a really good time. You totally should download it. It would be, it's good for laughs and definitely like, it's a G. It's what well, I mean. You know what Saints Row is? It's GTA but a more humorous, just, um, like cartoony GTA, like over the top, just dumb shit. Okay, I will say I I have it on in my library right now, so I definitely would play it. But it's the like a issue... fun. It's a fun video game. It's like what you think of when you think of a video game. Like I just want to do over the top, really dumb shit, and that's it. Like, I jumped off and, like, wingsuited around and flew into the ground on accident, and TJ had to come save me, and I was flying a helicopter around, landing at him, like, starting fights and leaving him with a cot, like, just all kinds of fun stuff. We were having a blast. Yeah. Like, I, I definitely would like to play that with you guys, just in general, to be honest. The, uh, the It's just a bad time. There's so many games. I, like yeah. I was just saying earlier, the three games I want to play plus Mortal Kombat, there's just so much right now that I that I want to you know get my hands on and I'll only have so much time you know the older you get the more work you have to do family stuff comes in life stuff comes in so it's just hard to balance balance the time for all those things but that's definitely on the list and I will I'll absolutely uh play it at some point with you guys all right but past that I watched a couple movies um and finished up something that we'll be talking about here shortly but I watched a couple movies uh First one I watched was The Machine, which is a uh, Burt Kreischer comedian. He's known for his most famous story is The Machine, where pretty much he was like 18 years old and he went on like a school trip over to Russia and he ends up getting in with the Russian mafia, partying and stuff, and then robs his robs his train where they're in with them and including his classmates and all this stuff. Um, and it kind of goes off that it has Mark Hamill in it playing as his uh, father, and it's kind of like however many years after the fact he that has to go back that's like a thing was missing like a watch or something and they're trying to find it so they bring him back to russia to find it in the mafia and i don't know it's it's funny it's goofy is it like a top tier movie no but for if you enjoy his comedy definitely watch it because it's burt crusher and he's hilarious and I, I do enjoy him so it was a fun watch um and i would watch it again but it's not like something that i want to watch like all the time you know i would constantly put on and be like oh yeah but it, it was pretty funny um, so watch that, and then I also watched Voyage of the Demeter. So I will say this: and? I will preference this. I'm going to rewatch it. 
uh, probably in October for spooky season because the time of us watching it, your boy was sleepier in hell. So I was just sitting there like, how long is this movie? Like, I just wanted to go to bed. I was done. It had been a long day. But I watched it. I will start by giving you my rating. And I will give this movie a... Right now with the first watch, I would give it a 7. Strong 7. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say on 7. Almost went to 6.5. I'm going to stay 7. We're going to stay, put it at 7 for now. This could change in October when I rewatch it. But that is initial impression. It is not the best thing I've ever seen. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It's about a, you know, decent horror movie, vampire movie. It's about what you expect. There was no crazy twist or turns. It's Dracula. Spoiler. I mean, it's taken from the excerpt in the Dracula book, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, I cannot remember the name of it. Curse Ship or Dam- Ship of the Damned or something like that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's a. Uh, uh, it's I think it's a chapter. I don't think it's a whole thing. I think it's literally just a chapter. It's it's yeah it's it's a chapter of the book. I don't even is it a full chapter? I think it's a chapter, but it's not very long. It's super quick, and they tell you pretty much everything that's going to happen immediately in that chapter, and you're done because that's just him going from one place to coming to yes. uh, so it's long story yeah. short wherever dracula was i forget the place he pretty much had feasted upon yet. everything he needed to feast on there and there wasn't really much left so he works his way into you don't see all this but he pretty much gets his coffin put on a ship to travel to london does that sound right i think it's london yeah yeah um and he gets on the ship and for this movie, oh, I cannot think of the actor's name. Um, he was Dr. Dre in Straight Outta Compton. Um, oh, okay, I got you. I can't think of the actor's what name. What are you talking about? Um, anyways, he is on there, and he's a doctor. And he's pretty awesome. He's a, he's a cool character. It, uh, Yeah. So, it's... It's not, there's nothing crazy. Like, I can't, I'm trying to think of like, pretty much you have a Dracula who is not the Dracula we're used to. He's definitely more of a creature Dracula, like this uh, creature vampire. Um, when you see him, and uh, yeah, I mean, some people turn, some people burn up when the sun hits them. Uh, they're on a ship. Okay. And I didn't, Dracula tries to ration that. his food. So, I, I don't know. There's really not a lot. Like, it's a basic premise. They get on a ship. The ship's sailing. It sails through some storms. People start dying. They think it's a plague. Next thing you know, they're like, oh, shit, there's a vampire here. Where is he at? We got to find him. And they're like, oh, he's rationing. One person pretty much per night. Okay. And then they don't really do much about it, which makes no damn sense. They're too worried about trying to fix other people. And then he just slowly mm-hmm. picks them off. And then they have, like, a big... Like final battle because there's this girl that gets saved early with a blood transfusion and so she's like explains about her village getting ate up and then that's about it and he like goes into the dude's thoughts and is trying to convince him not to steer the ship out to sea and I don't know it's it's there's not a lot like there's not a huge premise so I mean that's basically the gist of it it was cool though. I mean, not, like, I mean, that's not terrible. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not awful. I've seen much, much worse. I mean, it's literally cut and dry. A chapter, 
that's drug out over I don't know. I don't I don't even remember how long it was. So yeah. That that's pretty much the meter. Anything Okay. You have anything you wanted to ask or anything on that one? Yeah, like how how were the effects? I, I want to know. Like from what you remember, what were the effects like for, They're okay. for the actual creature? I mean, Dracula didn't look bad. It's definitely better than Flash, but is it stuff that I'm like, damn, that's like awesome looking? Meh, yeah, they're alright. Gotcha. And then uh let's see what was the other thing I was gonna ask you. Oh, um did the movie feel too long? Like I know you were sleepy, so it might be hard to answer. But Dude, I was just that movie felt like it drug on forever. I was like, look, I wish Dracula would quit rationing. I wish they would nut up and like let's start fighting. Like I don't know what they're doing. That part kind of made me mad because they were like, oh no, they're bitten. What can we do to fix it? Oh, let's look at it. And I'm like, hell with them. Let's worry about finding the damn creature and let's kill the bastard. But they're like, oh no, he's taking one a night. And then here comes night. Oh, we will defend ourselves. I'm like, why are you not going during the day? Like, what are we doing right now? Like, get your life right. Um, I can't even remember how long the movie was, honestly. Uh, let me okay. look. It's and then. What's your last question? I was. I have one more. I have one more question. Oh, when when we see Dracula like feeding Corey people, Hawkins was the actor. People, whatever. By the way. Okay. Corey Hawkins okay. was. Uh, but when one. we when we see that type of thing. When we see that type of thing, like uh, like him feeding, feasting, uh, turning people, what have you, like how does that look and feel? Does it look and feel cool? Because I know this is a different type of Dracula. Um, it's it's more savage a little bit. He's a little more savage with it. Okay. He's not like I'm gonna compare him because it's one of the more recent vampire things I've watched. Um, he's not like the the big big vampire in Midnight Mass where he's like full-on focused and that's tunnel vision it's more like he does stuff or rips like the neck and then he just starts drinking and then he like does oh. his thing and then gets the hell out like he's he's a little more savage with it it's not like a oh seductive let me just bite upon your neck it's more like let me rip into your neck and start feasting kind of deal gotcha so he's okay. he's not a he's definitely not a charming dracula at all okay and well, never mind. I guess I won't say it because that's kind of spoiling because that was my prediction about the end. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, I still want to see it. No, it's um, worth watching. It's definitely worth watching. Um, It said the budget was $45 million on it. Uh, Universal did this. So, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a... Oh, no. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 45%. I'm trying to find the runtime of it. Uh, runtime is 119 minutes. So a little shot of two hours. Okay. Honestly, I think they could have made it a little shorter. Like I said, they, they drag out some stuff. Um, Sir Davos, I can't think of the dude's name, so I'm gonna call him Sir Davos. He's pretty good in it. Mm -hmm. Typical, typical captain stuff. Like I stay with the ship and I'm gonna blah, 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 blah. You know, all that stuff. Um, they have a little moment with like, I'm not, I I won't go into that. I'll wait till you watch it. Um, but yeah. Okay. One dude gets turned at one point, and that's the big realization. Because you have like this stowaway they find at the beginning. It's how you find out um, Corey is uh, is a doctor. His name's Clemens, I think, in the movie. He's a doctor because he's like, oh, you know, whatever. She's about to die, blood transfusion, and they does like he does that, and it actually saves her life because Dracula had been using her as almost like a snack, I guess. 
So it saves mm-hmm. her life, and I guess the changing of the blood from his to her, whatever, saved her. And so she kind of helps give a backstory and a little more about Dracula and like what had happened previously, and that kind of explains about him a little bit, um, and all that. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, it's worth a watch. I will rewatch in October, and we will revisit this, and I will have better details and stuff. Like I said, your boy was tired. I was sleepier in hell, and I was like, Dracula, get to work. Quit dragging this out. Do what you got to do, and let's wrap credits. Come on. Chop, chop. Because we know you're not We know you're not about to catch his hands. you about to do Dracula shit. Christian looks very enthused, okay. by the way. I'm just really about... You're really, really what? just thinking about how I'm going to feel about this movie. Because, like, I, it's something that I saw it's pretty and much I thought to much. The reviews, you know how it said it's not the best, it's not the worst we've seen. It's a, it's a pretty decent horror movie. That's pretty accurate. It is by far not the best vampire movie I've ever seen. But it's by far not the worst vampire movie I've ever seen, too. So, That's it's, fair enough. It's decent enough, like, it's, wor- it's worth watching. Would I watch it again? Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it again in October. I already said that when it ended. I was like, I want to rewatch it. I want to revisit it and pay more attention and like be more into it. Because I do dig Dracula stuff, so it'll definitely be something that I'll, I'll check out again. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we'll move on. That's All right. Moving good, on. Good review. So next. Thank you. I watched the combat cast. The combat Ooh. cast. Number four. And um, this one was pretty much your launch trailer, which in our launch trailer we saw Kronika, which I don't know how I'd missed her before, but Kronika will be in the game in some aspect, um, puppeteering, I guess, Shang Tsung. Uh, you saw uh, Reiko, Reiko coming back, yeah. who was the 3D era fighter. Really quickly. Yeah, let me, let me comment real quickly, because you just said Kronika puppeteering. In the last game, in Mortal Kombat 11... I don't know if you remember, Kronika is talking to, I think, Revenant, Liu Kang, maybe Raiden. She's talking to some, one of the characters, and she mentions the Well of Souls. And they they pretty much telling Kronika, well, Shang Tsung is dead, or he's gone, and the Well of Souls is useless to you, and blah, blah, blah. And she's telling, uh, I think she's talking to maybe Cetrion. She pretty much says, yes, the Well of Souls is what I need to repower myself once I get the crown because it's it needs to be recharged, whatever, whatever. And she says that she's been tearing Shane Song all this time through multiple timelines just in case she needs him, which is the, she needs the Well of Souls. So she tells us in Mortal Kombat 11 that she is the reason why Shane Song is the way that he is why he feeds on souls, why he has a, the the well of souls in general, the soul NATO, all that stuff that happens. Like she and why Shang Tsung is that way. So that let us know just that all that time ago that in another timeline, Kronika is already puppeteering Shang Tsung to feed on souls and to start doing all this kind of mystical, magical shit, staying young and all that for the purpose of her being able to use that to be more powerful so that she can start fucking with time again. So in this new story, I'm sure that we will see, well, we, we've seen it already. I, I don't think I brought it up, but the trailer that, that leaked a while ago um, that had, it's like the first, the first few minutes of the game starts actually with Shang Tsung. And he's like a, 
traveling salesman essentially and all his wares and shit that he sells or ailments and stuff all of it's fake he's just using ma like terrible magic like fake makeup and shit to show people that all his shit works then Kronika shows up and pretty much offers him uh she's like hey i could make all that magic and stuff real for you if you just kind of come with me if you do this and you do that and you'll have everything you want because shang song is like broke as fuck he can't fight like literally getting his ass whooped by townable because he's bad shit and Kronika's like yeah your life could be so much better you can do this you can do that she's just like essentially like hey drink the Kool-Aid and I'll give you whatever you want and he's like yeah 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 so he does that and then becomes later on the Shang Tsung that we know that we've known so uh, I'm really excited to see how they tell that in this game how that story comes about how Liu Kang sees that and does whatever he's going to do how the tournament fixes whatever it's supposed to fix whatever so I'm really excited to see how that's going to be and um yeah she told us in the last game that she has been puppeteering Shang Tsung in every single timeline just in case she was defeated uh it's it's a it's a real quick scene in that game but I rewatched it recently and yes she does say that so the people in Netherrealm, bro, they've been they've been on their shit. They've been waiting to to tell us that for a long time. Um, I, I'm I'm cool with it. I like the fact that she's back. Um, I think there's a hidden main boss though. I think there's somebody. Ooh. I think they're gonna. And I have nothing to base this on other than last game our pre order was Shao Kahn, correct? That's correct. Shao Kahn was not your main boss. They they kind of threw a curveball for you. Shang Tsung's been the main boss before, like your main villain, and Kronika's been the main one. I don't think they're going to be it. I think there's going to be someone else. So I think you're going to. You remember the first first trailer of Mortal Kombat 11 we got, where Liu Kang is talking. Well, Fire Guy Liu Kang is talking, and it's the first trailer they show us, and Shang Tsung's in that trailer, and they tell you that if you pre-order, you get Shang Tsung. Liu Kang says in that trailer that Shang Tsung is the one constant evil. In every timeline. So I think that's because Kronika has been manipulating him throughout all of the timelines. Um, and he's always going, well, he's manipulated to be a dirty piece of garbage all the time. And uh, that, that'll tie in somehow. Now, as far as this hidden boss stuff, that's actually exciting as fuck because I didn't really think about that until you just said it. So that makes I mean, me I guess hidden boss is the wrong word. I just think they're. I think it's smoke and mirrors because I th I feel like they do that's another realm. They'll be like, "Here's your villain you're used to," but what we're not telling you is once you get in the story, there's actually a different villain. Because mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, that's what I think. It could be different. I don't know. I I'm so excited for the story. Like, the more stuff I see, the more I cannot wait to play the story. I'm pumped. Uh, we may have lost Christian into. Uh, he may have went to the nether world. I'm not sure. Netherworld, Nether Realm. I think we lost him. Anyways, he's in Outworld. Outworld confirmed. Okay. So, uh, other than that, in the combat cast, they showed the launch trailer. You saw the characters, and then they also showed gameplay from Reiku, who I will say right now before playing him, based on what I saw. Doesn't look like he'll be in my rotation. Definitely a grappler. He has some range attacks. Looks cool, but I don't think he's for me. The moveset just didn't seem like something that I would mesh with very well. 
Um, they showed him and they showed Shang, uh, Shang Sung. God, dude, I don't know what just happened to my mouth there. And talking. Talking is hard. They showed uh, Shang Sung, and he actually looks really dope. He can change from a younger form to an older form, uh, which changes his moves slightly. He looked really cool. He has some claws, and uh, he's got his fireballs and stuff, and it, he looked he looked really fun. He looked really good. Definitely want to check him out. He is a part. You have to pre-order to get him. Um, but they showed gameplay for both of them, kind of broke down them a little bit. And then they also showed... Uh, invasions, and I have to say, invasions has got me really excited. Welcome back from Outworld, by the way. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I told him they showed the breakdown of those two characters, and uh-huh. one is not for me. Reku is not not probably my cup of tea. Maybe yours. I, I think that I'll definitely uh, learning Reku for sure. He's a he's like a brawler slash grappler, playing characters like that in games like this. I won't use him a lot because he only has a little bit of like uh, he only has a little bit of projectiles to like get people off his back. If you use, uh oh, you go back to the outworld. Christian has returned to the outworld. Christian is so excited for more combat he can't stay out the outworld. I don't know what's going on with him, but uh, yeah, he's. I don't. I don't think he's for me. I don't think he's my kind of character. Um. So I'll go back to Invasions while Christian figures out his outworldness. Uh, invasion. So Invasion is what's taking place of Crypt. And it's an RPG style mode where, from what they said yesterday, there will be seasons. So you'll have your like profile level, which I don't think changes. But then you have your uh, Invasion level. And 1 to 30 is what you can get each season. Then it resets when the season ends. Just on that. Um, you don't have to have just one character. So say you're like, I'm going to do Invasion with Scorpion. You can do Invasion with Scorpion. And then you're like, I'm not feeling Scorpion now. I'm going to go to Sub-Zero. You can go to Sub-Zero. You keep your level, keep your stuff, everything. You don't have to level characters up. It all stays in Invasion level, which is pretty dope. You can change like gear and setups and like talismans, as well as putting points like RPG style. But it also looks like a board game. And based on what they showed yesterday, it is uh, their mesas. And so the mesas are essentially, all this is replacing like living towers and crypt. It's like all that rolled into one. Mesas are like different little world looking things that you go. And then at the end of each season, the final mesa will be the invasion boss. So season one that they showed, it's going to be Scorpion. And it's a whole story about what, like what's going on, all that. So it's an extra like story mode thing for you. Looks really cool. Each one will have different challenges, different things, different fights, all that stuff. Um, and it gives you a lot more to do. I'm really excited for it. You can unlock some customization stuff. They did mention, so say you only play online, you can unlock. If you play Sub-Zero, you can unlock Sub-Zero stuff as you play. Like It doesn't matter. You're going to unlock stuff no matter what. Uh, if you're a main of one person, you only play one person, you're going to be unlocking for them. I think that's really cool. And you unlock whether you play... Uh, invasions, whether you play online, whether you're playing story, like if you're just playing the game, you play the game, you unlock and you level. So that's pretty cool. There is no battle pass. There is no microtransactions uh, stuff. There is so, no like pay to win an invasion. Are, Do what? Yeah. I, I looked, I, I looked at the gameplay. I, I know that you're talking about like invasion and, and them telling us there's no microtransactions. I will say this. There's no pay to win. In it, at like the, since it's RPG. Yeah. This. There's, there's no, there's no pay. I looked at the, stuff last night and i saw that uh, for some people who were able to play the game i looked at a quick quick little clip while i was on my break at work last night of some playing booting up the game who, who got the download a little early and what i saw was essentially 
them being able to, he was looking at a lot of the characters, seeing what kind of gear you could change. Cause there's like a gear thing that you'll be able to change for characters. So like for an example, Havoc, Havoc has different like heads, like masks on his, on his head. I saw that, I saw that uh, Shang Tsung has different like claw thingies for his weapon that he uses in this game. Um, and then that's really all I'll say for people who like don't want to hear more about it, uh, yourself included, Sin. But there are things that you buy in the game, but you buy them with in-game currency, not real currency. There is seasonal so there things you unlock too. So like season one, there's stuff you'll unlock that'll only be available season one by playing the game. They did mention that too, like different probably cosmetics. I'm guessing. Yeah, I, I, I actually saw one of the cosmetics last night that for for that. One of them was like fire, like Liu Kang. Fire Liu Kang has a new outfit that's like red and looks kind of like or almost. He has some a new cosmetic outfit like that that you can buy with the currency from the game. And for people who reserved like the 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 heavier editions of the game, like the ones that cost you know over hundred bucks, you get whatever the game rubies are, dragon coins, whatever. And use the game to buy those cosmetic things so one of the guys that i was watching last night or the guy that i was watching last night that played the game a little early he had the in-game money for buying whatever the highest edition of the game was and he used his money on that fire the fire god lucane skin essentially and then i bought something else for lucane as well and i didn't watch this that stream too much because i didn't want to see everything for the game i wanted to be surprised i just wanted to see what it looked like he wasn't even playing the story. He wasn't playing fights yet. He was just looking at the characters. And that's what I because like I said on this podcast, like I said to you, Sin, something that, that games do that is very, very simple that make enjoy the game that increases the shelf life for the game for me is customization. So if you're able to customize a character in a fighting game, especially like you can customize what they look like, you can customize their outfits, this and that, then that's, that's cool. I like to see that. Um, and it looks like they have some kind of create a character looking thing i didn't look at that uh i don't know if it's create a character i might just be saying that because i saw it in the comments uh for what people were saying stuff live but there are things that are grayed out that you couldn't that the person couldn't get to yet that weren't unlocked yet or that weren't available yet because of a dlc that we'll be getting next year uh and and people were asking and i i think i answered one of these questions too people were like oh when do we get the dlc when's that coming out and this year, there's no DLC. It's next year. So you will be able to play the game and do whatever's happening in the game, the invasion, getting all that stuff, playing the story all. But as far as the DLC characters, the new modes that they're going to introduce, it won't be this year. That'll be next year. I know it seems like a long time because we want it right now, but it's September right now. We'll have October, we'll have November, we'll have December, and then next year. I don't know when that stuff's coming out next year because they haven't told us, but I do know year so you got four months essentially to play the game enjoy the game get good at the game get the stuff you want in the game before they start introducing new stuff uh to keep the shelf life of the game uh cope said it so I, I i like what i saw is what i'm saying i like what i saw uh i'm obviously y'all you know me i'm not the biggest fan of the cameo shit but the game itself looks great so the cameo they did yesterday it was interesting i can't remember the character's name um, but he actually added a little health to the to the character, Ooh. and then Ooh. instead of you just pushing a button and him coming in and attack, you had when you summoned him in, he had to charge. His meter doesn't charge on its own. You had to bring him in and charge him, so you have to protect him for oh. a second, and then once he comes out, then you can do an attack. It was actually really dope, and I was like, okay, 
these are gonna be pretty interesting to see like how people use them and how you like mix and match. So I'm I'm really excited. All of the the launch stuff and then the combat cast yesterday, all in all, just got me even more excited. And I'm literally frothing at the mouth to play. I cannot wait to play it. Like I want to play right now. I want to go play the story. I want to play invasion. I want to start learning my characters, labbing it up. Like there's so much stuff I want to do, and this is gonna be a uh, a big focal point of my content for. Oh, wow. Um, with that being said, I have a challenge for you listeners. If you're listening and you have not come to my live stream, come to the live stream and say I'm from the podcast. I would love to say hello to you. Kick.com slash I'm Sinister. Just saying. We'll be playing Mortal Kombat. Uh, I've also this week, we didn't really talk about it, but I have been working. I've been working behind the scenes for a while, but this week is really ramped up. I've been getting settings and everything set up. I'm going to start doing some live vocal performances. So I'm going to make a complete and utter ass of myself. Uh, but I've been working on the settings and I'll be doing some of my old band songs like me and Christian have talked about our band stuff as well as uh, the band he talked about Resurrect. I'm going to be doing some of their songs and uh, I'm working on nice. setting up a set list and doing all that. So it will be fun, hopefully, or I'll look like a complete and utter fool, which is probably more the case. But either way, come watch me do vocals and see if the old band still got it. Um, other than that, do you have any other final thoughts on Mortal Kombat before we go to our next subject? Because we're starting to run low on time. That is true. Uh, I don't have too much more to say other than what I've already said before. I'm really excited to get the game, get it in my hands, get the physical copy, and see what we got going on. So we will have more on that. So, guys, I'm sure we will, at that point, have sunk our teeth firmly. We should have more by next episode, honestly. We should have initial first thoughts of us getting to play it, I would think. Absolutely. All right. Well. At the time of this recording, actually, I plan to have the game tomorrow night. Or aren't you just fancy, Mister? Hello, Mister Fancy Pants. <laughs> All right, well, we're gonna move it along. That was about the combat cast. Now, we talked a little bit last week about Interview with the Vampire, and we're gonna talk about it some now. We are running a little low. We're starting to get close to the time limit, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. I recently watched the Interview with the Vampire show. Christian talks about it at length uh, last year, I think, around Octoberish. I finally sure. watched it. Me and the missus. Uh, we checked it out. It's on HBO Max or Max, whatever. You know what I mean. Uh, it's on there now if you want to check it out. I think it's seven episodes. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's only seven episodes. Um, it stars Grey Worm. I cannot think of his name. What's his name? Uh, the Jeez. Uh, I forget the actor's name right now. He's he also has... a singer. Thanks to Christian. I know that. Yeah. Um, yeah, his 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 stage name for like vocal stuff is Riley Ritchie, but I, I gotta remember his. Okay. Anyways, it stars movie. him. Uh, I watched that, and then after we watched that, that inspired me to go back and watch rewatch the night. What is it? His name is Jacob Anderson. Jacob Anderson. Uh, after we watched the show, the missus had never watched the movie, so she was interested. So we went and watched the 1994 movie Interview with a Vampire, starring oh. Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. Nice. Um, sadly, I have not got to rewatch Queen of the Damned yet. She saw the trailer and was like, this looks awful. And I was like, you shut your mouth. The music, if I remember correctly, the soundtrack slaps. Listen, listen. The soundtrack for Queen of the Damned is one of the only soundtracks that I still blast it's to so this good. day. It, it's Early 2000s A lot soundtrack. of people who don't like it. It's like industrial new metal. So if you don't like that kind of music, obviously you hate it. But you're wrong because okay. that is my childhood. And we'll get into We're not going to we'll dilly-dally. We're going to go back to the thing. So, the show, really good. I will say this in, right off the bat. 
I was fascinated with Louie. Uh, what did you say his mm-hmm. name is? Jacob Anderson? Yeah. I thought he did a great job. Louie, to me, was this really classy, ruthless at times. He could be ruthless. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they definitely changed. I don't know what's closer. So there's a lot of stuff that I'm not sure. I've never read the book. And which one's closer? The movie, Louie is more of like um gentleman living in a plantation. In the show, he's essentially a pimp. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I think they did change that for the show. I, he's not a pimp in the show. It's closer to what it is in the movie for Louis. In the um, book, he's closer to the around. movie. Yeah, but they changed it around because they wanted to bend the races a little bit for this. Like Claudia, Louis, like both of them weren't people of color in the book. Which honestly, in the grand scheme of things, it makes it makes a lot of sense because the. The thing is based in New Orleans, so it, like it all just it works well. Like it all Ties really does very go well. very nicely with what the whole story is. Plus, like you get a you get a uh, you get a gay interracial vampire couple. Like, come on, that's that's too good to say no to. So now we go to Lestat, who has to be probably my favorite character. Lestat is batshit crazy, and I love it. Yeah, like he really is Lestat. Is way more French than Tom Cruise. Poor after watching and hearing the the French accent so much and how of um snob essentially Lestat is, I was like, ah, Tom Cruise kind of lets me down. And then watching Tom Cruise struggle with like the teeth, I feel oh, like yeah 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 they he stru- they both struggle with the teeth a lot. Brad Pitt's wasn't quite as bad. Like I guess he just had like. Brad, I was also looking. Tom Cruise has, has kind of thin lips, and Brad Pitt's are a little yeah. thicker. And there was times where Tom Cruise is trying to like really get into it, and he's just spitting everywhere because he's just struggling with these damn teeth, and you could tell. And he holds his mouth a little weird, and I was like, "Yeah, he's struggling with the vampire teeth." But the stat in the show is really interesting. Also, very ruthless. Claudia has a much bigger role and different role than the movie to me. She is, she's very, she's close with um, Lestat, I feel like, ish, in the movie, as close as she's going to be with anybody, and it's opposite in the show. She's more, like, fond of Louie. So, Lestat, Lestat is the one that turned her Mm -hmm. in both, right, in all three, really, the movie, the show, and in the... Yes, because I don't think Louie, I guess Louie doesn't know how to turn... Right, that's correct. And also, Lou or Lestat only turned Claudia because he wanted to trap Louis. Like he wanted Louis to stay with him. So it's just like he—he's—he's a, he's a terrible toxic lover, right? So he wanted—he didn't want Louis to leave. So he essentially had a baby out of wedlock. Essentially, not out of wedlock. Yeah, out of wedlock. He had a baby out of wedlock so that Louis wouldn't leave because he knew that Louis would stay for Claudia and then he thought it would bring them closer together right so that's why he did what he did and he it's so manipulative and, and and fucked up but that's the whole point of Lestat's character so I thought that that was great seeing it in this rendition is really good because you see it even more so that way uh, more so than the movie even but Claudia is closer with Louis in she's closer with Louis in all of them it's just the way that the actors play it is different in the 1994 movie. 
um, how, how that goes. But Claudia, like, Louis is like her surrogate dad, essentially. And she wants to stay with him because he treats her right and like a person and all this. And he, you know, gives her the opportunity to do things that she wants to do, which is awesome. However, uh, however, with that said, Lestat is the one that shows her how to be a predator, how to be a vampire. Essentially, like she her favors Lestat a lot more in that in that aspect than than Louis. And, Louis yeah, is more of a because, pacifist, I guess, if you will. Like he doesn't yeah. want to kill. Exactly, but Claudia is a predator. Like she wants to do those vampire things, but she knows that Lestat is. And, I don't have a better term for it right now off the top of my head. Lestat's a piece of shit. She knows that about Lestat. Did you like Lestat in the show? For sure. I absolutely love Lestat. I like Lestat in all of his renditions because he's like the vampire that we follow. You know, Louis is more so. Louis reminds me of those Buffy fans. Louis is like Angel the vampire, right? Like he. He's very damned. He's very broody. He's very like, oh, I don't like doing this. I I I'm, I live all the time, but blah blah blah. Like he's in that realm of of things, right? The very broody kind of edgy vampire. And I really like Louis, especially especially this version. I really like Louis in this version. Louis is a However, lot more likable than Brad Pitt's in this version, to me. Yeah, yeah. Jake, the way Jacob ends, we get more time and we get yeah. more dimensions. character development with him. Over the years, yeah, we, um, yeah, we get more dimensions like of Louis. This sure. version's Daniel Malloy, the show. Because I, I did, I liked. He was kind of an asshole, and I liked it. He was. I like, didn't. Bro. I didn't. I didn't like him at first. I didn't like him at first because he was super abrasive and whatnot. But that's his character. It makes more sense. It makes sense for what he has. His 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 illness. It makes sense for what he's been through. And I actually grew to love his character because he constantly is calling Louis out on his shit. A lot. And changing you, story. Like, I'm gonna like, skip. A, Louis changes the story, yeah, and you'll I'm, see him like change it in real time. Like it was raining that night in the swamp. He was like, maybe it was, and like the story changes all of a sudden. Like there's different things. What is uh, what is the phrase bit. he says? Like he, um, something about remembering. You know what I'm talking about? Because um, he writes it in his book in the show, and Louis calls him out on it. And then later, when Louis says something, he says it back to Louis again. Um, I mean, God, yeah. I thought it's really, real, like, really well wrote and and shot. Honestly, the show, like, I, I didn't really enjoy it. I was interested in it, and I, it, like I said, it made me want to go watch more content of it. Um, th- is there a season two? While you're looking it up. It's not out yet. They're working on season two. So there is going to be one, though. I know it's not out yet. Yeah. Okay. Because the way they leave it off is definitely there has to be. Because if you know anything about Interview of the Vampire, there comes a time where Lestat, Louis, and them turn on Lestat, and they, Louis and Claudia turn on Lestat and take out Lestat, or so they think. But Lestat is much, much older than them and stronger and. They don't finish the job, and the stat then pretty much feeds on rats and stuff and comes back. What I can say is they, they're definitely making a season two. Um, it was supposed to come out early to mid next year, but that window might change because of the strike. Right. Um, one other thing about the show. So I kind of, the way they introduce Armand, 
I kind of knew something was up with that person because they were already kind of like off. And then whenever Louis feeds on the one dude and he's all staggered and then he feeds on Armand, which you don't know is Armand at the time, I was like, how is this little dude not phased by this? Like, there's something off here. Like, there's some kind of something is not right. And then when he makes his revelation, I was like, I'll be damned. That's Antonio Banderas' character. Like, okay, I should have known that was coming. But it was a cool it, reveal you, of who he you was. See, but you see, like, so Louis' story does kind of change, and he makes because they're not romantically not, involved in the movie. Which I don't even know that Louis and Lestat are romantically in the, involved in the movie. So here's the thing: in the books, they are. They are romantically but in involved. The movie, yes, in the books they are, but in the movies. They didn't want to make it too gay because it was 1994. And I don't. They didn't want I bet they would have. They probably were afraid of backlash in '94 with having two of Hollywood's top actors being gay together. They weren't ready for like Brokeback Mountain stuff. Yeah, man. They, they, it, the nobody was ready to see that shit. But people like me who read the book, and then people in the community in general, you know what I'm saying? Like they knew what was going on. Like they, like the movies. If you go back and watch that movie, it's gay as hell. It's just not overtly gay it's like very undertoned like you know what i'm saying like they always show uh lestat like tom cruise's version of lestat like preying on women and stuff and like sh- they, they show a little boob and everything to keep the men watching the movie especially with the theater of 94 like that keep them quelled essentially but like everybody else they knew i mean it makes on. way like, more sense that, that they're they're rev- they're involved if you think about it with like how Lestat is and how their relationship is, it does make way more sense for it to be a toxic relationship between the two. Yeah, like, like you, he cares because it's his maker, he... but also he cares more than yeah. just it's his maker. Mm-hmm. It's the same with Claudia. Like Claudia cares that Lestat is her maker, essentially like her dad, right? Her vampire dad. But like Louis is her, Louis is the one that she gives a shit about his feelings. And it's because of how Louis is. She knows that Lestat, Claudia acts on her impulses in both versions of this, especially this version. Claudia, by the way, is my favorite. But Claudia is a good mirror to the worst parts of Louis, most of the, I'm sorry, of Lestat a lot of the times when she's doing her predator shit. But aside from that, like she, she was a good, she's a good person. You know what I mean? Like Louis is, is trying to be a good person. He's also a fucking vampire and he's been through a lot of racism and adversity in his life in general. Like if you remember the first episode at his own brothel, brothel, excuse me, that one white guy that was there while Louis was trying to help him after he got his head busted by that big prostitute that. Yes. That he, he makes a snarky comment. Automizer essentially. He, he called Louis the N word straight up. And with the hard R and Louis just like let it roll off his back. He was like, I'm just going to pretend like that didn't happen because you're hurting and I'm going to get still get the doctor in here to help you and blah, blah, blah. Like Louis knows how to put on the face, but it's hard for him to keep it on. You know what I'm saying? So little spurts of it are, are fine. I will say though, like first show, his sister gets married and all that and his relationship with his brother. I immediately, I knew watching that, like his brother wasn't going to make it because he's super schizophrenic and shit. And like in the time back then, there's no way that they were going to have something to help him out. And they're sitting on the roof and I'm watching it, you know, with Joe. And I called he was like, dying then. He was like, 
is he gonna jump off the roof? Is he gonna jump off the roof? He's gonna jump off the roof. He's gonna jump off the roof. And I was just like, just watch it. And then he does, and she was just like, when when we were watching, I'll it was kind of like at I was I called it first because we we're watching it and you got the sunset coming up and they were hurrying and it just had like a wedding and stuff and I was like, this is his last sunset. I was like, brother's about to straight up swan dive off this roof and my wife's like, no, they wouldn't do that. And I was like, he's straight up gone. And then he walks off and falls off and she's straight like, straight up gone. What the shit? And I was like, yeah, it, you saw that coming. Like I'll he tell was, you. if he didn't go on his own accord, probably Lestat or somebody's taking him out. Because he yeah, already kind I'll of pissed this, that off. For the first episode, after after Louis' brother commits suicide and his mom blames Louis, like, it's your fault, you did this, you said something to him, he's gone because of you, he can't go to heaven, he's going to go to hell because he killed himself. He's a man of God, why would he kill himself, blah, 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 blah. All that happens. And then... There's a courting the period funeral. that there's not in the movie, too, between Lestat what? and Louis. Before Louis yeah. turned. Like, they're together like not maybe not together together but they're around each other all the time like talking and you know going over stuff mm -hmm. they're essentially yeah you're right they're, it's it's the courting phase exactly like but we even says it in the episode but he was being hunted that whole time yeah like, oh like yeah. lestat lestat is just preying on this dude giving him what he wants compliments telling him what he needs to hear like doing everything he needs to do to draw louis closer to him and then once his brother dies and they they've already like hooked up at this point right they've already they've already had sex at this point and then his brother commits suicide or whatever and then louis trying to stay away but he's in louis head like come to me louis come to me louis he's like doing all this stuff and louis goes to the church to try to pray the gay away essentially what the fuck? And Lestat's like, fuck it, goes into the church, sets fire to stuff. Like, we don't see how the fire gets started. But he goes to kill the fucking priest, and Louise sees him eating the priest. And then I love how they shot this. Lestat stands up after he kills that guy and sees somebody else that saw it. And he's, like, running out to go tell people and stuff. And Lestat's just walking just walking, but he's walking much faster than the guy can run. So the way they shot it was like slow-mo. So you see how slow everybody looks compared to Lestat and how the lights and stuff are different compared to how Lestat sees it. And he gets up to the dude and just punches right through the back of his head. His fist comes out of the dude's face. And then when we were watching that, Joe was like, oh my God, what is happening? Like she's freaking the fuck out. And I was like, yeah, dude, Lestat is a fucking monster, dude. He Lestat at this time is what, like... Is he 200 years old at the point or just over 100? I think he's... I don't remember how old he is. I don't want to lie to you. I'm not sure. But I know the vampires get in this lore, like the more kind of powers they develop and shit. So Which is most he's, he's, most he's vampire things. The older, the stronger they are. Yeah. Um, some vampires in this so, world have different abilities. Like, not every vampire can die and can, can get in your head in, in this world. So, so essentially breaking really down cool. what we've kind of talked about the and this is a question i have for you and I, I guess you've kind of already answered it but as far as the original material which would be Anne rice's books plural right there's multiple books the show is closer to the books than the movie was even though she helped with the, sh the movie I, actually i think she helped with both didn't she uh, well Anne rice passed well, it has no, it has no, no, something no. on the credits yeah. for the show. It was Anne Rice and somebody else, another Rice, Christopher Rice, executive producers. Mm -hmm. Anne Rice, Christopher Rice, which I'm assuming is her yeah. son, well, or she, grandson. She, or? Anne Rice passed. 
Enrise passed before before the show came out, I want to say, because she passed in 2021 in December. Okay, so she so helped at the she, start of it, like, to kind of... Yeah. She was definitely a part of it, and Anne Rice has been wanting to get these shows or movies made for years, but she wanted to get them made the way that she wanted them made. So uh, I think her children are the ones that are helping this go through now. Christopher Rice, I believe, is the one that we're referring to, which is her son, yeah. But yeah. Um, I think, yeah, because he, he's helping he's helping her. He's helping Who's them author, do the also shows, an author. and he also... Yeah, he writes like uh, one of his books that I remember is the Ramses of the Dead, and then the Passion of Cleopatra. Like he writes a lot of vampire e shit too, but he uses historical figures uh, to do his stuff. Um, so that's how that works. Okay. But but yes, you were correct. That is how that goes. That is how that happens. But they are honoring her by making these adaptations cool. the way they are making them by putting the stuff that needs to be in there. They're changing shit around. Don't get me wrong. Like. We being black, Claudia being black, uh, and then like how some of the events transpire, it being told in New Orleans and all this stuff. Like I think New Orleans was how it was originally, but Louis initially owned like a plantation, yes, and then didn't treat the people that he was with too bad because he wasn't like hella racist, but also had servants and stuff. So yes. once he became a vampire. Him and Louis would only be there at night. The servants would never see them during the day, and they all thought that they were monsters because of that and they all they saw them drinking blood a couple of times so they they didn't like that so they tried to kill them and then louis got fucking pissed and like killed everybody in there and burned his house down and shit but they changed that in the movie to make him more sympathetic because in the books and shit louis does get pissed off and like fucking he fucks people up but he doesn't that's not his first reaction is killing people um so they made him more relatable in the movie with tom Cruise by making him I'm sorry with Brad Pitt by making him more uh by making him more relatable in that way but yeah Louis will get some shit done yeah it, the, the the show is definitely a little bit more close is is closer to the original source material than the movie was because also in the movie they kind of crammed together two books because the movies are interview with the vampire which is Louis telling the story right essentially like we get Louis and Lestat then you have the Vampire Lestat, which is just Lestat's story. And then the other book that you have is... Wasn't there a Queen of the Damned? Also, Queen of the Damned is one of them, too, is, is after the, the Vampire Lestat. But Lestat is the character that we follow throughout all of these books. Like, Louis isn't the character that we follow. It's Lestat. Louis is just the, pretty so much the Lestat. main character of Interview with a Vampire. Yeah. This is Lestat's story. Don't, don't, get, it, don't get it twisted. Like, Lestat... This Lestat is the is the main bitch, to say the least. So show is closer. I mean, based on kind of how we were talking about, it, I kind of figured that was the case. Um, but it's really good. It's really good. I I, I actually do really enjoy it. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else on it. Did Lestat's sadistic? Like I don't even know how to. There's times where I was like, Good God, Lestat! Like just. I love his love for music too. He's such a music I think, snob. I, th I think the 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 order because I don't have all of the books. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I only actually own Interview with the Vampire, and I wanted to read uh, the Vampire of the Stat, but I didn't get to finish it. Read some of Queen of the Dam, but didn't realize I needed to go back. So the order of the books are Interview with the Vampire, 
the Vampire Lestat, Queen of the Damned, the Tale of the Body Thief, which is about how Lestat lost his body and had to get it back. And you have Min, it's like Min, Minal the Devil is the next one. And then you have the Vampire Armand because he has his own book. And then there are some books in between that I don't remember at all. But one of the, the last ones were Prince Lestat. And then there's another Lestat, Prince Lestat book after that that came out um, before she died. Because she wrote a lot of shit. The last book that she wrote was called Blood Communion. But I'd never read that because I literally stopped after The Tale of the Body Thief. And I didn't get to go further because I was trying to go back. Because all these books are old. Interview with the Vampire came out in 76. Uh, the Vampire of the Stat didn't come out to fucking 85. Queen of the Dam came out in 88. the 80s. 88. Yes, thank you. And then like in 92 is when the the Body Thief came out. And then in 95 is when the, the Minoc the Devil came out. But that was when the movie came out too, which was in 94. So Anne Rice has been writing about Lestat and Armand and shit. For, that's her pretty much. For, that's her main thing. She there's and another that, that show that's legacy. based off her books, uh, Witching Hour or something. I think. Yeah, that's. I don't think that's based off of her shit, but that's the the the. Well, she has witch, a book called Witching Hour. Maybe it's not called Witching. It has the the chick from um. What the hell is she from? Baywatch and something else. I can't think of her name. She was in uh, True oh, Detective. Alexandria Daddario. Yes. It had her. I saw whenever we were watching, I saw a, a trailer for it and I was like, oh, and it said based off Anne Rice stuff. But I don't I never heard of it until the end, so definitely not as popular as Interview with a Vampire. I didn't know there was that. I many only vaguely books. Yeah, she's written a lot of shit, bro. She's written, she wrote a lot of shit. And she took a long time to write these vampire novels to keep the, the story together and she changed some shit during writing the books don't get me wrong like some of the stuff that we know about the stat from the earlier books is different in the later books because hmm. he changes stuff but like i said these books are mainly about the stat like we only follow louis the one time i did so, while looking up stuff about Anne rice just now i did find something that was another question because i feel like a lot of the stuff she does uh center around louisiana uh, and she's actually from New Orleans, Louisiana. She was born there, so that kind of makes sense. Makes sense. I also see a lot of inspiration from Anne Rice in True Blood. There's a lot of similarities in parts. That yeah, a lot of people who write whoever vampire did True Blood definitely stuff took in general inspiration. People who write vampire stuff in general are taking inspiration from Bram Stoker, from Mary Shelley, from from Anne Rice. Like you will see that a lot in vampire lore because it's like definitive um definitive shit for for these characters so you'll see like i said a lot of that all right well do you have anything uh else you wanted to talk about on interview with the vampire any final thoughts i could talk about it all day my final thoughts are this if you haven't seen it you should it's good and it's really good yeah we we enjoy it a chance man I've been talking about this show for two years now, and it's for a reason. I will say really quick, it doesn't have much to do with this show. It has nothing to do with this show. I'll just say this. I have caught up on Ahsoka, and it is better than I thought it was going to be, but also it might be because of my nostalgia. Um, however, I do like the show, and I wish that we could get more. I expect 
a little bit more from it. And I want to see, I want, I just, I just want the Ahsoka show to turn out to be more than what it is right now. I really, really like the last episode. But for those of you who have watched it, you know why I like it so much, of course. But um, Ahsoka is one of my favorite characters in the Star Wars lore. So I just want them to give us a little bit more. I want to see more of her being a badass, more of what we know she can do. Uh, I want to see more of that. And I also want to see that. I also want to see that. I want to see Ahsoka just be the Ahsoka that we know that she can be in the show. Um, but I know that they have to make it this way for casual fans and stuff. But I just, I'm just ready for to just be a fucking beast all the time. Um, but yeah. I do like the show. I don't have anything bad to say about it. And I'm hoping that we get more from it. Uh, also, really quick, I just saw literally just now that NSYNC is you is uh, having a reunion after 20 years to release a song. So, like, if you're if you were an NSYNC fan back in the 90s, now's your chance to be. Oh my god! Now's your chance to be heard. So there you go. But that's so it. Christian's that's going uh, to get NSYNC tickets confirmed. I do have tickets for other shows coming up, but not NSYNC. Oh my god! All right. Well. It's that time of the episode, ladies and gentlemen, where we... Pass the whiskey. That's right. Get your... Whiskey! As we go into our last call question. And this week, we are throwing you a curveball. We had a last call question coming from the one, the only Mrs. Sin. She, as we've talked about, have been watching a lot of vampire stuff lately. So she wanted to know, what is our favorite vampire movie of all time? Okay. Um, We're going to let you go. my head. It's also my favorite vampire book. Uh, I really like Let the Right One In. You summon a bitch. Is that yours too? I was going to say that's... There's there's several that I could say. I mean, I could even throw in um, My Grandpa is a Vampire. I think that's what he's called. My Granddad's a Vampire. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. That's it's like a don't. 90s goofy kid's... <laughs> vampire movie um but that obviously isn't it i was gonna throw up there um blade you can put blade, blade. out there you can put blade nice. i was gonna say let uh let the, let me in i was gonna say uh lost boys is a great one fright night mm-hmm. um brom stroker's dracula 30 days a night john carpenter's vampires which after rewatching it isn't are you muted okay christian decided he was done talking to us um that's a really hard one for me and if i had to pick just one i think i'm gonna have to i'm gonna stick with the with the og original um god i want to say bella Lugosi's dracula is what i want to say because i really love the universal monsters but Favorite vampire movie. Underworld could go up there. God, dude, that's... There's a lot. Um, I really like... I really like 30 Days a Night. But... I don't know that I can give it to it. I don't know I can give it to it for this one. And Christian's not here to, to talk. Um, oh, what is the one called? Um, 
There's a movie that um, documents. What is it called? There's a movie that documents like the Nosferatu, and I can't think of what it's called right now. Um, I cannot think of what it's called. To be honest, I have no clue. I can. I'm drawing a complete another blank on it. This is tough. Monster Squad would be up there, although it's not really just focused on it. I kind of want to say Lost Boys. I really do love Lost Boys, but I also really want to say 30 Days a Night or Fright Night the Remake. I do really like Fright Night the Remake. Um, Dude, that's hard. Blade also. God, I don't know. Those would be solid ones I'd always go to. We do watch, every year we watch Fright Night. My my answer is going to change every time. I'm going to say Fright Night right now. I'm going to go with Fright Night, although Bella Lugosi's Dracula I love very, very much. God, the remake. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell's Vampires is too good. But, again, tomorrow my answer could be Lost Boys or it could be 30 Days a Night, which I really love. Those are like, they're all neck and neck for me. So I'm going to go with that. Um, I would love to know what you guys' favorite vampire movie is. It's getting close to spooky season. We need to know. There's movies like Daybreaker, Van Helsing, Dracula 3000, Blade, Dracula 2000. Um, Monster Squad, as I mentioned, my babysitter's a vampire. If you want to go down that path, uh, the Blood Beast Terror—I don't know what that is. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff. Dracula Untold, Renfield, House of Dracula, um, Innocent Blood. There is so much out there. Dark Shadows. If you want to go down that way too, I Am Legend. Actually, it's kind of vampire-ish too. Um, but yeah. Let us know what's your favorite vampire movie. That's a really good question about Mrs. Sin, and I actually should have asked her what hers is. I bet she would say Fright Night because she loves Colin Farrell, so I feel like I kind of copped out, so we're just going to stick with that for this time. But I will I will definitely think about it, and as we get into spooky season, we'll, we'll maybe even list the top vampire movies of all time. And more than likely, my list will probably change on what my top one is. Um, there's a very good chance of that. But I'm not sure what just happened to Christian. Looks like you had a phone call or something. So we're going to get to wrapping this thing up. Thank you so much for being here. And if you would like your question to be featured in Last Call, then join the Gilded server. Gilded.gg slash SinisterPack in the application put from the podcast. Or you can click the link. Uh, it might be down below the video. And join the Discord. I have an old Discord that has been around since I streamed on Mixer Days. Uh, you're more than welcome to join there. I can set up a thing for sipping with Sin over there, and you can put your question there. But Gilda.gg slash SinisterPack is the main part where we have the podcast every week, and we have the questions set up. So you have a last call question section as well as the Sinister Tales, which will be coming to you very soon. We're probably going to do the first Sinister Tales in a while over the Bell Witch, so get ready for that as spooky season approaches. Uh, but like I said, in the application, if it asks you for an application, just put from the podcast. Or you can hit us up on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, or threads at Sipping with Sin, S-I-P-P-I-N with Sin. That's right. You can hit us. Um, you can hit us up there with the last call question and uh get a feature on an episode. Sinister Tales coming back soon. There, hit us up with those, and uh we're gonna be getting those going because spooky season is upon us. But new episodes of Simple Scene come out every Wednesday, 8 a.m. Central Time on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Overcast, Google, all that stuff. Rate a five-star, subscribe, follow, share, all the good things. Enjoy the episode and share it with a friend. Spread the word. Let's continue to grow this audience and grow this 
group. We really appreciate you all for listening and being here. You can find me on my personal socials at I am Sinister TV on Twitter, Instagram, Threads, and TikTok, and Facebook. You can find me at facebook.com slash I am Sinister TV. You can also find me streaming live. Come say hello. I'm from the pod over my live stream at kick.com slash I am Sinister. You can find me on twitch.tv slash I am Sinister. And then, of course, you can find me on YouTube, youtube.com slash I am Sinister, where the live video version of the podcast comes out every Wednesday, 8 a.m. Central Time. Same as the audio. Wednesdays, 8 a.m. Central, every week. New episodes. Go show it love. Subscribe. Thumbs up. All that stuff. We greatly appreciate it. We're pushing towards a really nice goal, hitting that 1K subscriber over on YouTube, so definitely keep sharing the word. You can find Christian on his socials. I think he's coming back to finally maybe tell us about it. Just in time, he's coming back from uh, – he's muted, by the way, because he doesn't know what he's doing with his life. There we go. I don't know what life totally was muted, uh, but you guys can find me on my Instagram. That is uh, Venon all one word. You guys can also find me on my TikTok, which is just my name, Christian Vinson. You guys can also find me on my own horror podcast. It's Horrorverse Pod on all the socials. Come say hi, say what's up, pop in, ask me horror questions, ask me about movies, ask me about my opinions. Tell me if you think I'm wrong. All those things. We love to see it. Uh, I'm there pretty much all the time. Uh, sorry about the uh, difficulties here. I had some uh, real life things going on, but we're back in it. And uh, I believe that your favorite vampire movie of all time currently should be Friday Night because that's the one that you always talk about when we talk about vampire movies. In general. I don't know. 30 Days of Night is really up there for me, though. 30 Days of Night is up there, but you don't talk nearly as highly as you talk about Friday Night. You really like that when it's still. I just really you. like Colin Farrell as a vampire. I think that's the thing is like to me, he is a really good dude, his vampire. version of jerry was awesome his version if of i was, was to so cast good. a vampire and i'm like this dude would make an awesome vampire colin farrell i mean i get that, that i get that that appeal like he would be on really high on the list i don't know uh i did bring up that maybe as spooky season comes about probably our first sinister tale will be bell witch but oh yeah. yeah uh we, we may need to rank top 10 vampire movies wow uh, do you want that coming up, or you want it right now? Uh, no, not right now, not now, because we're in. No, I'm, I, I knew. I'm kidding. Christian trying to come back and just. But that's definitely. That'd that's be definitely a fun something that we can do for you guys. There's a there's a sure. lot of vampire content out there. Absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's gonna do it for this episode. Though we do greatly, greatly appreciate it, and uh, we can't wait to see you guys next week. We are getting closer and closer to 100 episodes. So thank you all so much for being here and listening to our nonsense every week. We do really appreciate you, but. It's that time. We're closing down shop until next week, so you don't have to go home, but you got to get the hell up out of here. It's time for Christian to do the thing and close the doors and lock it down tight. Tight like a tiger. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in to yet another episode of Sipping With. Thank you for dealing with me and my technical difficulties. I appreciate it so much. You guys want to talk to us. You know exactly where to do it. Come say hi. Come tell us what's up. We love you guys so much. Thank you again for listening. If you are this far into it, as Sin says, you are a well one. But before you leave, guys, I'm going to leave you with three words. Words I'll leave you with on every single podcast. If you haven't heard it before, listen carefully because they might save your life. If you've heard it before, say them with me. Those words are don't get gut. See you guys next week. So much for tuning in to another episode of Sipping with Sin. Please don't forget to leave a rating and submit your last call questions to our socials. That's at Sipping with Sin everywhere. And if you want to hit us up personally, you could find me at Ven and Ink. That is V E N and Ink, or I am Sinister TV for the Sinister Man himself. And guys, don't get gutted.